Now tuning in to Earbud Media. Audio for everyone. one of 2020 yeah happy fucking new year i still don't have any streamers next to my bed but i still do have bubbles (laughs) and i think that will have to do yeah this new information of you just having bubbles at your nightstand ready to go at any moment is so delightful for me and i hope we just keep that energy going what do you not when your alarm goes off do you not just start (laughs) your life like a cotton commercial of just like (laughs) just rip some fat cotton (laughs) with a little bubble wand right exactly you don't just yeah i mean i was thinking more like the the touch the feel no, I know. Listen, <laughs> but you, I already had a cotton joke in my head, and then you said cotton, That's and fair. I was like, <gasps> I feel like, can we can we pop a bottle? Do you have champagne? Ooh. But we can pop a bottle. You ready? Yeah. Ready for sure. some asthma? Okay. Ooh. That, that was my retainer case this time. Wow. You were really getting good at the Foley work over there. Thank you. Thank yeah. You. Just to take you oh behind, my gosh. behind the bit. Anyway, Happy New Year, everybody. Happy New Year. Happy New Fuck Decade. the last decade. In I don't entirety. know her. <laughs> Who is she? Um, I don't know that anger that I had. You're emerging chrysalis-like. I'm a true butterfly this time. Yes. I was just a beautiful. worm last decade. <laughs> I was a worm. That's why I kept falling. It just wanted me closer to the ground. <laughs> it all like makes sense. <laughs> You belong. This is your home. <laughs> Honestly, that makes so much sense. I'm going to write that down and bring it to my therapist this week. <laughs> my vision board for 2020. <laughs> Just a butterfly. Yeah. But like literally <laughs> this time. Yeah. Listen, I'm cool with being a worm if I'm like a cool worm on a string. You know what I mean? Like that's the kind of energy I'm trying to bring. I don't know. Like I could fuck with the worm. I watched A Bug's Life when I was younger and like. As, like, the only fat character in that movie, I resonated, you know? Right, sure. Yeah, no, representation is important, so I'm glad we finally <laughs> got there and said that. 22 years <laughs> late for me, but whatever, it's fine. Hey, listen, it's fine. We got it. Growth takes time, you know? Like, fine wine. <laughs> yeah. Like yes. a fine how wine is, butterfly. How are you? What's up? Well, how are you doing? just to take you all behind the bit. I felt like I was doing fine in this year. (laughs) Like, New Year's Day is my favorite day or whatever. Because, like, new beginnings and, like, new year, new me or whatever. Rebirth. Um, Changing. Yes. Changes or whatever. Um, (laughs) And I was doing fine. I was like, great. It's happening on a Sunday. That's, like, perfect. I love this. Day of the Lord or whatever. (laughs) (laughs) I just... Pour one out for this new decade, my JC, my homeboy in the sky, like I'm living. Um, And then about 30 minutes ago, I get a text from Chaboy being like, hey, are we recording tonight? And I was like, sorry, (laughs) it's a Sunday night. I'm just 
drinking sparkling cider and watching Shit's Creek. Right. I don't know Probably what you want life. from me. <laughs> um, You're actually being kind of rude right now. <laughs> I'm like having ruined, family ruined time right now. Um, I'm just trying to not think about Joe Goldberg for a second. <laughs> and then I looked down at my phone, which I've been staring at for about 14 hours. So like... <laughs> Who's at fault here? <laughs> um, and I, like a movie, I just zoom in on the day of the week and it is not, in fact, Sunday. <laughs> like, my mind had been fooling me. Um, it's Wednesday, my dudes. Yeah, so. dudes. And, like, the first clue should have been that the first TikTok I watched of the day was the, the like, it's Wednesday, my dudes guy being like, yeah. what up? It's the Wednesday of the decade. And he literally did the scream. And I was like, cool, that's weird. It's a Sunday. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> the denial is strong with this one. The, the lengths we'd go to convince ourselves that we are, in fact, right. <laughs> um, but how are you doing? I'm doing good. Um, my first movie of the decade was Fast Times at Ridgemont High because Jesus. I'm a complicated person. <laughs> We all contain multitudes, you know? We contain multitudes. I have layers. Just let me live. This is the second time we're bringing up Amy Hagerling on this podcast, too. Vamps would say is worse than Fast Times at Richmond High. <laughs> now, welcome on the pod? Or no? Oh, absolutely. Are you okay. kidding me? Glad we agree. She made Clueless. I, I just... She did that. I just wanted to agree. I just wanted to be on the same page. Nobody I, understands the high school comedy like Amy Ackerling. I, listen, you don't She's have got to. got it. I agree. I agree. Yeah. And that's my TED Talk. Thank you for coming. <laughs> yeah, and that's it. Um, <laughs> glad that we can start the new year with really short and timely episodes. Um, yeah. We're going to take our hour-long podcast and we're going to segment it up into <laughs> ten segments. So you get one episode worth of content into six timely bits. Um, right. Each of them are that's now sponsored. digest the- <laughs> By... My cat screaming. I don't know. <laughs> like, a- Sure. Oh, should we talk about the Patreon? Yeah, because we are actually always sponsored. Uh, we can't right. always By be y'all. bought. Ew, but the true. People. <laughs> Ew, but true. <laughs> um, <laughs> Podcast of the people, they say. We do represent everyone. Y- yeah. Hard stop. There's nothing <laughs> else I needed to say. <laughs> Done. <laughs> Yeah, okay, so this is coming out on the 6th, so it'll have been, like, a proper almost week since some ch-ch-ch changes yeah. have happened. But for folks that are part of our patron already, or have, like, thought about it, uh, yeah, we have... not dipped their toes in the water yet. I would just recommend, take them toes, <laughs> just dip them in a little bit. Just a little bit. We See don't bite up. Unless, you know, you're into that or whatever. Um, I would say if there was a time you'd want to jump on the Patreon. I agree. Now is the time. We've simplified things quite a bit, I would say. We made it so easy. There are three tiers. Much easier than before. Yeah. The main idea being, one, we wanted to simplify it so that our worm brains can understand it. <laughs> yeah. Because it was yep. getting to a point where, at, uh, speaking for myself anyways, I was not understanding what was happening anymore. Right. Um, but also, with our overall goal being 
to get transcripts available for our podcast. Mm -hmm. Current, past, future, all of them. (laughs) Yeah, it's a dramatic. Someone to just write them for us. That was so so good. (laughs) Thank you, thank you, thank you. But yes, so we have tears. Yes, they're all this. It's all the same stuff, essentially. For the most part. We just updated some names, added some stuff on there, mm-hmm. and there's now a very cool special offer for folks that, that want to adjust their patronish or join the fam for the first time. Yeah. And it's a little card, um, which I have been working on if you saw it all we sent out like a very specific holiday card for our patrons a la like case um and so i've started just like dipping my own toes and figuring out what i want to send out this time um and so all i would say is like you want this because i'm not (laughs) sending it out again (laughs) but yes hop on it yeah, just to adjust some stuff, make it simpler, but also just to highlight our goals, which is not, like, to make money and keep it and lay on it like dragons. Oh, I mean, that, but also, like, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. do it for the purpose of making our podcast more inclusive. Go team. Go team. Go team. Um, we have some current events getting into the new year, new decade. Boy, do we. Um, I feel like it's only appropriate to start off with croissant sore. <laughs> my favorite French actress. <laughs> yes, my favorite non-LA-based actress. Yeah. Kristen Stewart. Listen, she got nominated for an award that's never been given to an American ever in France, so she's honorary French. <laughs> that's fair, one could yeah. argue. What's yeah. going on with our our lovely woman? She's gonna have a movie out. We've talked about it. It's underwater, but it's coming. I'm very excited about it. January 10th. She's underwater. And she's got a blonde buzz cut. And cute little Milo Thatcher glasses. And, like, the whole deal. Also, TJ Miller's there, but we're gonna forget about that. Yep. I don't... Because our girl, we support. And we'll be doing an episode on it, which is gonna be sick. We may have a special guest coming onto the space, who I'm very excited to have. So, just saying, you should be very excited for January. So, yeah, that's... And also, January is always a weird time for movies. Agreed. Because, you know, the Oscars cutoff happened a little bit ago, so no one's really, like, trying to do good stuff. (laughs) And it's kind of a dead in-between, like real big like christmas release date movies and then like like the oscars and actual awards and stuff yeah so we just get like a lot of bullshit um so maybe underwater isn't one of the bullshit but also we don't know that's fair but let's hope not no i'm i'm excited for it i feel like yeah i believe it's in our girl it's like one of the only things coming out in january that i'm excited about right and I, I feel like I would have said that even if I was not a K2 fan. Sure. Because I feel like just looking at what's coming out in January, it's 
1917, which I feel like we'll actually get to our area because it's not right. here right now. <laughs> yeah. And I think that's it. There's a whole bunch of other weird, like, I'm not gonna see fucking bad boys. <laughs> right. Not my brand. No. And that Gretel and Hansel thing looks like the scariest thing. So, no. <laughs> yeah. No. It's all good. Thank you, but no thank you. It's all Yeah. Yeah. No. No, 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 no. Um, the rest of our current event section is dedicated to my love <laughs> and my life. Yeah. Pen. Our short king. Who... My Scorpio love, my 5'9". <laughs> like really a fine wine. <laughs> <laughs> he's just, oh, man. Yeah, he's a little uh, fucking cutie. It's pretty annoying. It's honestly, like, I just, I'm so upset about it. It really pisses me off. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> I'm so annoyed. I would agree. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so annoyed. Okay. So, there are quite a few things about Penn that have come out this week that we need to talk about. We need to talk about that ASMR video. Because... We do. <laughs> because, wow. Yeah. It's powerful. Where were you when you first... <laughs> <laughs> it was probably a few days ago on Twitter, but this is like an older it is. video. Um, it's from September. Um, but since... Season two came out, and there's a lot of pen buzz. The nice. pen hive is really just <laughs> vibing. It came back up on the Twitter sphere, and that was uh, haunting. I have never, and also I'm... a little sexy. Agreed. I am... Which those aren't mutually exclusive, but in this case, <laughs> I think that that perfectly embodies what I think of for Scorpios personally. <laughs> Right. As someone who has a lot of Scorpio energy. Right. And who is unfortunately always attracted to Scorpios, it is a problem yeah. for me. Yeah. Same. What's up with that? It's a curse. I swear to God. Yeah. <laughs> it's a curse. Um, It's just, they are siren songs. Anyway, there are a couple things about this that I love. One, I, as I've mentioned so many times on the show, I strongly oppose ASMR. Something right. about it makes you feel very uncomfortable. Yeah. However. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> I think there's something about this that has such a, a childlike charm. And I yeah. think it comes from the fact that Penn is having so much fun switching between microphones. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's the best part. He's He's just like a little kid. And he's like, what is... This is not how microphones work. Nope. <laughs> I'm going to have, like, a lot of fun. And it's like, oh, boy. You're just a kid in a candy store. Yeah, I I loved that very much. It's a lot of scamp energy. Yes, big scamp energy. Big old rascal. <laughs> <laughs> and I appreciate that a lot. And yeah. I don't usually, but in this case, I'll allow it. Also, this whole, like, Penn Bagley cultural resurgence made me remember that he's in John Tucker Must Die. And I <sighs> swan to John, if we don't do a bonus episode on it, I will throw myself into the river. <laughs> I mean, toss out everything 
that we are doing right now. We'll yeah. just put that on the main feet. Like, right. That's true. That movie is so good and not even like bad as good. It's a no. good movie. It's a great movie. No, that came out at a very formative time. Oh, yeah. We needed that movie when it came out. <laughs> I remember this holiday season, I think there was the main guy in that, Jesse Metcalf. Metcalf? Uh-huh. Uh, (laughs) um was in a like christmas movie that chris's family was watching on on the hallmark channel and it was so upsetting yeah because he was supposed to be this like aspiring writer or something who like didn't want to have a family but did we all i'm saying is yes we need to watch this because the cast on that was unreal like, ridiculous. Yeah, that was, it was amazing. I would love to watch it anytime, is what I will say. Anytime. So. Yeah. Yeah, I, wow. Wow. Because that came wow. out. Wow. It is on TV, <laughs> like, right now. And, um, <laughs> let's, fuck it, let's go. <laughs> Yeah, that came out in 2006. So that was, like, right as I was entering middle school. Very formative. Very, very powerful. Okay, great. Um, Next thing. Speaking of power. (laughs) (laughs) And murder. (laughs) Power and murder and death. Um, We have another actors on actors to bring to the space today. They just keep churning them out. And they, they just won't quit. They won't. (laughs) And I, you know, you would think that Variety wouldn't allow this to be aired on the internet, but someone actually (laughs) died during Actors on Actors, and they just, like, put it on the internet. Yeah, it's it's a really brutal, and it, there should be, like, a not safe for work something (laughs) on there, because it's some sort of content warning. Something. Something. But instead... Nope, you just click through and you're like, oh, I really love Penn. Oh, it's okay. I guess, you know, Rodriguez is in this too. And then Penn just <laughs> proceeds to demolish her. Yeah. The whole time. And it is, one might say, art. Even. Yeah, I would say a cinematic experience. Yes, it is cinema in and of itself, I would agree. Yeah, or theater. It felt very, yes, <laughs> it, maybe theater. <laughs> it was dramatic, I will say that. Yes, yeah, even, like, from the get-go, <laughs> Gina Rodriguez is like, oh my god, I used to watch Gossip Girls all the time, and then Penn, within, like, half of a millisecond, is like, Gossip Girl? Actually? <laughs> 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 and... Then you just see a mur- she drops dead, and that's it. It's the end of the fucking episode. <laughs> There's no more conversation. Uh, what I love about this, too, is that, like, so we are looking at the, the variety transcript, and you can kind of see the progression of, of Gina's death on here, where you have the photo of them together, <laughs> and it looks like he is about to snap her neck. And you scroll down a little bit further, and then you have Penn afterwards, like, a bit remorseful, but also, like, I did what I needed to do. (laughs) It had to be done. And then, for the sake of Variety getting clicks, like, they didn't 
take this solo shot of Gina and they could just put it in black and white and it would be like a memorial photo. <laughs> it's wow. Unreal. Yeah. Powerful. There's <laughs> there's one line where <laughs> Gina Rodriguez just says, "What's up with your crazy eyes?" <laughs> Like, girl, you are asking to be murdered. You can't play these games. It's like she hasn't watched the show. Right. Do you have a fucking death list, Gina? Come on. I I mean, it seems like... Read the room. (laughs) Figure it out. It seems like she does. Well, oh, there's also a really good line where she's, like, talking about Jane the Virgin and how, like, important it was or whatever... The Latinx community is not monolithic, so it's almost difficult to have the conversation on a platform like Twitter. And it's like, oh, girl, you're just, you just can't be on Twitter <laughs> because it's a youth. It's a youth. Right. It's not, it's not that. <sighs> it's. But nice save, I guess. Nice try. Right. I agree. I also love, because I know that in context, it makes sense that after Penn has this long explanation about what he describes as, like, the evil white man thing that he is acting over. Right. That what Gina does is, like, oh, yeah, as, like, a, yes, tell me more kind of thing. But in the transcript, it just seems like she's, like, oh, yeah. (laughs) And then just... Not a very great interviewer. No. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, Where is it? It's like, "Uh uh-huh. Yeah, like, super cool. (laughs) Anyway, Sick. <laughs> dope. I'm definitely going to write that down. <laughs> I'll just have my PA take notes for me. Yeah. But yes, I have not watched the whole thing yet, um, but I'm very excited to because this seems yeah. powerful and very interesting. The last bit of note here, just because I am tortured by this news and I feel like it's my personal duty to share it with the rest of you. Um, yeah. Penn is in a band, and that, um, so I'm looking at, <laughs> I'm looking at this article from Noise 11. Do you also have the same background on the website that I do? Yeah. <laughs> okay. That is just cycling. <laughs> the one I have right now is, this, like, this Pat person. Let me know when you get to that person on the back of your website, because it is haunting to me. Oh, God. (laughs) My favorite part about this is that it's, they mirrored the image, so on either side of the article, it's just him with his guitar being like, oh, hey, would you like to see my shtick? It's so scary. I hate it. What I hate more is that there's a band that Penn Badley's in. It's called Mother with an X instead of an E, and it's a quote-unquote Three-piece indie electronica pop outfit. Nice. Um, Love that. No, I hate it. (laughs) Love that for him. Awful. Do you also see this photo of him with this hair moment? I do. Up top? What's going on there? I, you know, you know. This little natural curl moment. (laughs) This long curl moment. I'm into it. Pen. (laughs) Pen, hey. Pennifer. (laughs) More like sponsored by Pantene, you know what I mean? Yeah, at first glance, I thought that he was the tall one, and it's like, no, he's like 5'9". I can't. (laughs) That's impossible. Look at this face. No. (laughs) It's mathematically impossible. I can't. I have to screenshot this man, because... I cannot stop <laughs> staring at him. 
It is haunted. He's got these <laughs> eyes. I know that this means nothing to all of you listening, but I'm telling you that if you just go to this Noise 11 article about Penn Bagley... We'll just put it on Twitter. Put it on Twitter. I'm doing it right now. I'm just... Okay. (laughs) It's just the scariest thing I've ever seen. (laughs) Yeah, sure. That's fair. I... Wow. Um, uh, Wow. I just will never be able to not associate, like, their band with this image. Right. And that's, uh... That's, like, something. You know what I mean? Okay. Uh, We do have a question this week. Thank you all so much. Would you like to read our Patreon question? Yes. This is from Alexis. Alexis. Who asks, looking forward to seeing what the show does with the second book. Do you have any major predictions for this season? Um, Alexis, it's really hard for me to focus on your name after being ripped away from my Shits Creek episode. <laughs> <laughs> So rudely awakened from your Shit's Creek slumber. Yeah, being grounded from watching Shit's Creek, and now all I can think about is you doing community service work in the yeah. middle of nowhere. Um, <laughs> thank you for asking, first of all. Mm-hmm. Based on the fan fiction that I read last week, <laughs> yeah. there's got to be something with Journey. Oh, sure. And... That's... And that's it. Done. <laughs> um, well, I don't know. Because the show and the book always seem very different. Right. Like, I fully believe that the Netflix showrunners are totally departing from the fiction at this point. I just... For me, it just seems like this is Caroline's way of doing, like, a round two on her book. Right. Just a, a cool little redo. Just a little bit of a redo. Right. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm I'm sure there are, like, f- similar stuff, and, like, he'll hide away to a place to do murders or escape a murder he's already done, whatever. But, like, I totally think that this is a, a new, different fiction, at least mostly. Um, here are my predictions based on yeah. this episode. Mm-hmm. Um... Love is no good. Yeah. And, like, I like her because I like the actress. However, right. mm-hmm. I look at Victoria Pretty. Look who's coming crawling back. No, stop. <laughs> to my little... <laughs> I... My little hate corner. <laughs> I... Listen. I look at Victoria Pretty's eyes, and every time she does that, like, you're leaving me cry... When yeah. little pout, Joe yeah. just like literally blinks and like turns yeah. to rub his eye, um, gives me extreme rich abandonment issues, which sure. in the context yes. of this, uh, yeah, means problems. Yes. So I think that. Paired with the, like, sneak peek of the Candace lookalike in the L.A. film set. Interesting. Yeah. I think it's about to go down. I think shit's about to pop off. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know about this one. We'll see. We'll see. Um, 
guess we'll find out. Yeah. But again, I'm very, I think at this point, I'm just very curious about how it differentiates from the book, which we won't right. find out for quite some time. A hot minute. But when, we'll, when we do, oh boy. But when we do, I will be very interested We'll have hot takes. Well. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, so we have the second episode, appropriately titled oh. Just the Tip. vile it's so inappropriate (laughs) yeah and how does this one measure up for you based on the first episode i think i still am enjoying this i agree for the most part like i i don't hate it i'm not having a bad time which is a nice change of pace (laughs) Um, but I think we're learning a lot more. We're, I mean, we're obviously developing things a lot more, um, and the stakes are being raised, um, quite dramatically, which is nice. Getting more about love backstory and her friends. Yes. And all that stuff. And then also, like, how the fuck Joe got, like, stole a dude's identity and he's got another fucking dude in the cage. That was a lot. Yeah. To handle. I it f- I felt so seen in that opening scene where Will, OG Will, <laughs> is inside the cage. And he's, like, giving <laughs> Joe, like, a, a therapy session. Yeah. <laughs> where he's like, oh, that must be, like, so nice for you to actually, like, get outside of the cage and be able to, like, look at someone inside. Like, that must be really powerful for you because, like, you went through all that stuff with your dad. Like, this dad figure <laughs> and all this stuff. And he's like, what the fuck, dude? Like, shut up! <laughs> Like, but that is us yelling at Joe. For real. <laughs> like, I felt so seen. I love Will Bettelheim. He's yeah. a lot. Yes. But he's a highlight of this episode. That's for sure. Yeah. He just needs his meds. <laughs> he's just... Just let him have his meds and let him stay and chill and vibe in the cage. Listen. <laughs> he's not hurting anybody. He's just a white guy trying to do white yeah. crime. Right. <laughs> some dark web crime. <laughs> Trying to just get with his maybe real girlfriend right. across the world. Right. Oh, and also I guess like backstory, important backstory, is like he is making, quote unquote, like made an identity for Joe or like made an identity for himself and is th- talking about doing it for Joe. But he's like, it'll take like 10 years because I got to make sure it's ironclad, whatever. And Joe, immediately among many of this dude, is like, no, I need it now. Hits him in the head with a fucking brick. <laughs> Brings him back home. Ties him up and then builds a the, gla- the, the glass cage in front of him for like two days. <laughs> there are so many things I love. Sticks him in there. <laughs> about this meat cube. Yeah. One, yes. that they met for tacos from on Craigslist. Yes. Yeah, And the whole time, Joe is scheming, figuring out, like, how am I going to trap this guy and figure out what's going on, while Will is like, there are things that planes are dropping down from the sky, (laughs) don't trust fertilizer. Even though it's in your fucking food. (laughs) He's just, like, all conspiracy theory bullshit, and I resonate with both of them so hard in that moment of just, like, don't trust any of them. Right. And when Joe does not understand that, like, you cannot build a rock-solid fake identity in 24 hours contrary to watching Criminal Minds. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, that's... That must have... 
that is his whole frame of reference of crime. I think right? so. Like, it has to be. Like, fully, for sure, just kind of, you know, tripped into a life of crime. <laughs> and is basing all of his, like, teen years of watching Criminal Minds and Law and & Order to f- just figure it out. I'm fully convinced that Mr. Mooney left on Law & Order in either his house yes. or in the like it had to be his house because not in the bookshop but in his yeah. house and joe was like oh mr mooney you're fucking bullshit i hate this show <laughs> i just want to read my books and live my life and then it just got like sunk into his brain right and then he was like wait a fucking minute <laughs> they can do crime this could be useful for me <laughs> that's how crime works Mm, interesting. And now he gets horny every time he hears a, like, dun-dun kind of thing from the Law and Order. Yeah. I mean, who doesn't? Come on. Dick Wolf? Come on. Yeah, come on. Come on. <laughs> Listen. You know what I mean? Come on. Fucking. Yeah, come on. <laughs> Joseph, you're so naughty. <laughs> so inappropriate. You little scamp. God. I feel like that would make him so horny as if he saw one like one of those executive producer Dick Wolf tattoos on someone. He'd be so oh, repulsed, yeah. but also like that's hot. Yeah. Anyways, he the idea that he builds the fucking <laughs> glass cage yeah. in this storage unit around a person is the creepiest <laughs> thing. Yeah. And he's murdered people, but that is the creepiest thing right. that he has done. This feels far worse. Somehow <laughs> that is so much more terrifying. Yeah, because he's, like, out here buying, like, a fuck ton of plexiglass. <laughs> it's just, like, coming back home into the storage unit and just starts fucking making a whole structure. And also, you can't buy that on Amazon. So... No, he had to go to a store. For at sure. least one store. Because at some point... Right. I mean, there were multiple trips, for sure. At least, I, I would hope someone was like, excuse me, you don't have any affiliation to, like, a business, a corporation, <laughs> yeah. DIYers. Hey, you're not gonna build, like, a really terrible cage in a storage unit to keep a person hostage, right? Right? Right. I would hope right. that someone would have been a little bit suspicious. You right. know? Yeah. Do you think... Hold the fucking... Everyone shut up. Because I'm realizing that this fanfiction has to exist or I have to write it. But I'm going to pass yeah. it on to all of you so that someone can write it for me. Yeah. Our gift to you. You're welcome for this brain crack that I am giving to you now. Joe realizes that he needs to build this cage. He's going to need some tools because he didn't bring them to LA with him that's silly he was a man on the run you can't bring a hammer on a plane that's absurd you can bring a telescope but you can't bring of course so he goes to a hardware store who's working at that hardware store but but okay Anastasia Steele fuck you're welcome fuck and now there's another woman in the mix there's just so many women. Do you Here's here's a question prompted off that beautiful POV. Um, do you think that the show has broken our brains? I'm dead inside. I don't <laughs> know that that's from the show, but it's something I, to blame it on. 
I, th- I think this podcast has just made the things that we are, the connections we're now allowed to make and so easily available to us, I think has made our brains broken. I think we're broken people. Yeah, I mean, because someone will say a person's name or say a reference out loud somewhere, yeah. and I feel a compulsion like no other to respond uh-huh. because it's my job now. Right. And this isn't just, like, a fun hobby that I had a decade ago where I just, like, liked Twilight. Um, But now I'm tied to it like a ball and chain. Oh, yeah. And... Here's a a fun little aside, too. Um, Last night at a New Year's party I was at, um, the subject of Twilight came up. As it does. And I had to, I had to confess my sins. Yep. <laughs> yep. As, as it happens. Um, and for the rest of the night, this dude called me, quote unquote, big in the Twilight community. <laughs> <laughs> and I have never hated an experience more in my life. All I want, low-key, I feel like once this happens, we can fully, like, retire, is yeah. for the like, mainstream Twilight spaces to find out who we are, to get very annoyed with our, like, queer readings of things. Right. Yeah. And then to just peacefully, like, push us out to sea. (laughs) Like, that's it. That's all I want. (laughs) Yeah, that's how we go. (laughs) Excommunicate us. Goodbye. Goodbye. Just set us free, please. Yeah. Because if, if they're not going to cancel us, no one else will. Because <laughs> at this what? point, people Jesus. just keep being like, huh, sounds weird. And then we, we yeah. jokingly ask them to come on the show, and then they do. Right. Interesting. I hate Love it. Love that. So we should talk a lot more about Will's little scheming brain here. Yes. And by Will, we actually mean Will this time and not Joe. Yeah, OG Will. Yeah, because I I will never call Joseph Willem. No. Uh, Because that's not his name. So, that's not my name, okay? Um, There's a lot of money. There's a lot of scheming in here. A lot of real crime. There's a lot of, yeah, there's a lot of, like, there's a lot of, like, time. There's a lot of crime. There's a lot of money things happening here. Yeah. The first one is, I, it was like, I don't even remember what the actual purpose was, because it was actually just Will needing his meds right. for it. Um, but he, like, makes, Joe makes that, like, counterfeit book and sells it. Right. And whatever, it's fine. Um, but the whole reason that he needs this money, right, is because of that, like, dude. Um... I don't even remember if he has a name. But that guy yeah, who's, like, following Will around. I think it's, like, Rufus or something. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He likes, It's, like, a dog's name or something. Yeah. But, yeah, apparently Will owes, like... He said it was, like, three grand, I think, at first. Mm-hmm. And then it started to be, like, 50 grand by the end of the episode. <laughs> yeah. It's like, hey, Will? Hey, Will? <laughs> <laughs> I'm out here trying to do your dirty work. And gotta be straight with me, Will. Rufus is like, I don't know, he's like a henchman or something. Right. But he's one of the most 
cheerful looking henchman I've ever seen. Of like, he's super chill. He seems super understanding. And then all of a sudden, a switch gets flipped and things are not okay anymore. Right. Because when it turns to like 50,000, Joe's like, oh shit, (laughs) like I need to like figure some stuff out. I need like more time. And Rufus, I remember, was like, oh, yeah, super cool, super cool. And then he, like, just grabs Joe's hand and just, like, chops his finger off. Yeah, it's like, okay, it's cool. So you have no finger anymore. Um, But you can get it stitched up real nice if you get me this money in ten hours. <laughs> and that's <sighs> great. It was the wackest thing because Rufus the whole time was like, oh, no, it's totally fine. Like, and not even necessarily in, like, a gaslighting way, but just was, like, could not be bothered. Was super right. calm the yeah. whole time. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And that was the point where Chris and I both looked at each other and were like, oh, fuck. Like, <laughs> <laughs> this different this time around. Yeah. Shit is uh, a little bit different. Yeah. The stakes are raised a little bit. And Yeah, but meanwhile, this entire episode, Joe's just hobbling around with one less finger on his hand. And, <laughs> and for a while, do- he, like, wasn't even yeah. bandaging it properly. No. He was just like a Gucci boy. (laughs) What the hell? (laughs) Cause like so to back up a little bit, at the beginning of this, there was that whole things were like escalating with him and love. They were there's a lot of fish in this episode too. I will say that. Yeah. There's a lot of like hanging out at fish markets. There's a lot of like love talking to people while there's just like fish on ice and not in a like disney on ice thing but more just like there's just literal just like there's just a there's a very like briny smell in the air during this time of like oh fuck i gotta get this money he's like on his way to go meet someone i think this is where he has to like cancel that lunch and goes to that party instead. Am I right? I feel like that's what was happening at this time, too. Yeah, yes, yeah. This is the part where we meet, like, all of Love's friends, who I remember seeing the names for and dying inside at first. But now it makes a lot more sense. <laughs> yeah. In in context here. Um, yeah. How do you feel about Love's friends? I love them. I love them, too. They're great. They make me, like, love more (laughs) because they're very good people. And I'm like, this is a good group. We're seeing all the antithesis of Beck's bullshit, right, with love to some extent, where it's like, oh, you have, like, a supportive friend group who likes you and respects you and cares about your feelings and wants to have real conversations. Right. But are also cute as hell and, like, wearing cute little outfits and are just vibing and are just having fun brunch lunch dates on like a it's tuesday great. at noon right just <laughs> because that is how they work at sometimes it's los angeles baby yeah it's la <laughs> yeah because that's how they work yeah i'm i love lucy and sunrise even though her name is sunrise yeah. uh <laughs> <laughs> i'm willing to forgive because <laughs> she feels like a sunrise to me unfortunately um, yeah. and then Gabe is powerful 
and has a lot of yes. energy there, which is great. Yeah. Um, and yeah, they're having like a real conversation. They are. Love is like, yeah, I think I actually really like this dude that I met a day ago. It's fine. Um, but I like, you know, I'm trying to figure out my feelings post being widowed and post having a lot of shit happen and having issues romantically because of that. Um, and they're all just like very nice and welcoming and supportive. And it's very great. Yeah, I I liked that scene. I felt like it was yeah. what love needed to make right. me like her a little bit more. So that was good. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, I agree. And this is the part, too, where I think for a while, Joe was even at that party before he went to go find the guy he needed to find. I don't even remember yeah, what his name he, was. but Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, because he, he, like, stopped in. He's like, I can't meet you for... <laughs> For lunch, but I will just snoop in for, like, a minute. Just give me a little second, I'll snoop. And then he goes to this daytime party. Yeah, also at to noon. To find this dude. On a Tuesday. What? Yeah, there's a lot of things that are happening, and I hate all of them. But he goes to this wild daytime party, sees Crystalia. <laughs> Crystalia. <laughs> because he's doing his shtick. Yeah. He's, oh my god. And also. He's not acting, he's just being Crystalia. I don't understand. Oh my god. And also, Ira is in this scene, too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Which was, I loved that scene where they were like, are you John Mayer? <laughs> and the fact that they were, one, that Ira was in this and just being like, sorry, are you John Mayer? But then also where that woman comes up next to him and is like, you're a man whore, John Mayer. <laughs> <laughs> John. <laughs> yeah, it's very good. Again, when it's when the show is funny, it's great. Yeah, it was I resonated with that a lot. Um it was very powerful. But yes, yeah. the fact that Crystal Lee Meanwhile Joe is still like openly bleeding. Yeah. And he's like, I'm not Joe Mayor. <laughs> Can you just tell me where this dude is, please? Yeah, both Delilah, his neighbor and like the landlord manager person, and Crystal yeah. are both like, sorry, dude, can you like not bleed? on my <laughs> tile please like yeah. what's happening anyways find rufus i think rufus is the name i don't even remember what the henchman's name is it doesn't matter um yeah, whatever and it's like more meds whatever um it's like not the money that joe wanted and when he comes back and will is like in really bad shape because he needs those meds, but he doesn't want to take them. Joe does the most L.A. thing as someone who said that he despises L.A. by yelling, I went to the valley for you. <laughs> Which, fair, but also... It's a mood. Yeah, it's a sacrifice. Joseph, you fucking <laughs> hypocrite. <laughs> you said... Yeah, he's really adopting the L.A. culture so easily. I mean, at least now he understands, like... You don't just go to the valley. <laughs> right. Anyways, it's fine. Um, so. Then we find out about love. She caught Joe in that lie. Because I, I remember there was that part where Joe trying to get out of all of this. He, like, lied about missing lunch. Saying that, like, 40 was an asshole or something. Right. And this is when we find out, shocker, that Love and Forty 
are twins. Oh. <laughs> Which means she also owns and also works for a Navrin. So, makes a lot of sense. Because who else names right. their kid Love? The parents of someone who have a child named Forty is who. <laughs> that makes, that's very fair. Again, throughout, one other thing to mention throughout this too is that like, Throughout this whole episode, Joe is getting hallucinations of Beck. Yeah. Um, like he did with Candace when he got hurt last season. Right. But like far more like real feeling, I feel like. I agree. It's like with Candace, sometimes it would just be like in the car and it would feel kind of like a weird vision kind of thing. But like with Candace or with Beck, he's having like real conversations with her uh, from the, the great beyond or whatever, I guess. <laughs> I mean, while cut to him just yelling in his kitchen, and it's like, ah, shit. Yeah, it was very powerful. Um, Right. I, yeah, that was, I was very curious how they were going to treat Beck in this season. Right. Um, And so it was, it was interesting that she was just, like, looming over some scenes uh, at some places there. Yeah, I, and then, like, I guess he does get, supposedly gets his hand repaired. Um, Yeah. (laughs) Hypothetically. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Can we talk about the murder cooking scene? Please. Tell me, I want to know your thoughts. So, it's so important. I think it's genuinely a great scene. Like, I think it's very good. Um, So, basically, he... Rufus fucking comes over to his lair and Joe is like, hey, so I'm not Will. My name is Joe Goldberg. This is Will. This dude in my box (laughs) is the guy you're looking for. So if you want the money, you should just take him. Do whatever you want with him. Just take him. Give me my finger back, please. (laughs) And meanwhile, Rufus is like, you probably need help, right? Like, are you good? I don't, whatever. Um, and he's not satisfied with Will as a sacrifice. I also just realized um, that but, his name is Jasper, which, like, excuse me for not oh, realizing. Right. Jasper, yes. Very Jasper-like. Yes, and yes, Jasper. Anyway, so Joe fucking stabs him then. Ah! <laughs> and kills him. And, and then it divulges into this beautiful fucking juxtaposition of Joe... Cutting up this dude's fucking entire body. At work. It in, at work, grind, in, grinding it into a meat grinder and making little meat bits and putting them into bags. At the same time, Love is, like, cooking. So it starts with her, like, making meat and, like, having, like, the same kind of, like, cutting and stuff from either side. And, like, her making this, like, nice little meal and him fucking cutting up a dude's body. It's, like, so fucking good. Because there's so much, like, subtext and... I don't know. I think, like, meat, especially as, like, a vehicle for, like, weird horny stuff and weird, like, murder stuff is very interesting. And I think it's done really well here, where it's just like, look at these. Two people are kind of the same, but something's a little bit different. It felt very <laughs> Hannibal It's so good. Oh, yeah. It was very Hannibal-esque, where it's, like, super, like, nice-looking and well-done. And it's just like, ooh, what a sexy little murder you're doing. But, like, also being totally gruesome, too. I I loved this scene as well. Mm-hmm. To me, it screamed that she's going to do a murder. Like. Oh, sure. That, like. And I. Interesting. 
that like obviously she's like a cook and great at her job right but it felt very obvious to me of like they're paralleling these on purpose of like do you think they're gonna do like a fun little they're gonna be a a crime duo i mean what i would get very fun that would be very interesting. I would, I, it just gave, it gave me those little, like, spidey tingles. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, is this going to be something? And I, because, like, one, it's like, ooh, it's a good shot. And then it's like, ooh, that's, like, a sexy shot. But then it's also, like, right. it's both of them, and they're both wielding weapons, and I don't like it. <laughs> Right. So sure. <laughs> I, I'm very curious, but I don't, I went from having like the siren song of love last episode yeah. to now being very on edge. Yeah. Yes. And that's where I'm at with her. And that's the tea, ladies. Yeah. Cause they like leave this episode being like, oh, let's just like stay friends. Cause Joe's all like, oh, I've been hurt so many times, and he's like... And I've hurt people. Crying and stuff, like... Yeah. Um, and yelling, doing some yelling. Yeah, there's there's lots of yelling, um, there's lots of Delilah telling about Henderson, and him being an asshole, and a... Right. Just assaulting women when they were children. Yeah. Um... And we also find out at, like, the very end of the episode that Will, like, thinks he saw Joe murder someone and also Joe also stole Love's underwear. So that's, like, where we leave off. So he's just fucking back to business Second episode, already one death. Like, we are in it. God damn it, Joseph. Like, God. Damn. I'm just so annoyed. <laughs> you know? Yeah. It's like, we, come on. Yeah. I'm, but, like, we are back to basics. We are back to the beginning here. So, like, yeah. I'm, we're back on our bullshit. We are here, and that's, that is okay with me. Um. Next week, we've got episode three, which is What Are Friends For? Yes. And we are just, we are just grooving and moving, and we are getting there. Um, this week for our patrons, I thought that we would use a special list today. One yes. that was made for us. Could you tell me a little bit more about this list? Yes. Um, someone on our Twitter named Chris was like, hey, uh, I'm listening to your podcast and I wanted to make a, a list of vampire movies. And he did it. And it's my, first of all, I cried. <laughs> it's so pure. That shit is, that shit is so sweet. Um, so thank you. Um, and he says a lot of nice stuff about us, which is nice. Um, first of all, fuck off. But, like, it's so, I can't. Right, it's, it's, yeah, it's so stupid. How dare you? Um, but it's great. And it's on Letterboxd. We put it on our Twitter, too. Um. You should look at it. Um, so we'll do some patron names from this list. Yes. Some recommendations, some vampire flicks. Some good shit. Yeah. All right. 
why don't you start us off? Yes. Shout out to Janae Jasper. Pew, 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 pew. Who's going to be what we do in the shadows. Oh, damn. I feel like we, at some point, will need to watch and talk about that. Oh, we gotta. Yeah. It's it's on the calendar somewhere. Yes, it's on, it's on, it's there. All right, shout out to Callie Beck. Woo, woo. Who's gonna be Scooby-Doo and the Legend of the Vampire. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) (laughs) I resonate with that a lot. Yeah, it's an eclectic list for sure. Shout out to Sophia Salinger. Meow, meow, meow. Who's gonna be... Who's gonna be vamps? Duh. Duh. My Can we talk movie. about how, like, just later into this list, there's that one blue row of all the Underworld films? Yeah. <laughs> Man, what we should just do all of the Underworld films. You... No. <laughs> no. Okay. <laughs> We've sat through worse, I think. I mean, all right. Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Okay. All right. Shout out to Aaron Salinger. Yes. Who's going to be, obviously, obviously, mm. uh-huh. my boy. Yeah. Nosferatu. Can get it. <laughs> Always. Shout out to Taylor Brown Town Watner. Who's gonna be maybe my favorite vampire movie? No. Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Oh, okay. Okay. The movie. Alright. That shit fucks. Damn. And you can't tell me otherwise. I wasn't going to. There are haters. I'm just saying there's haters. Damn. I am not one of them. I mean, I'm not one of them either, so. Alright. Great. Shout out to Katie Weber. Who's gonna be? Yes. Blade. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Yes, dude. Sick. So good. What a good list. What a powerful list. Very great. The one that I haven't watched in a long time, but I remember being very powerful is Mom's Got a Date with a Vampire. Oh, yeah. And it's already on here, but I just remember that being very powerful. (laughs) I just want to co-sign that. (laughs) I just want to agree with Chris's choice here that that's a good one to have on the list. Oh, yeah. Good choice. It's just a good list. Yeah. It's just a good list. Chris, I'm really proud of you. Yeah. You're doing a good job here. Okay. So I have a fan fiction for you today. And I had to do a little bit of work here to find this. Me doing work. I know. (laughs) It seems impossible, but I did it for you. Yeah. And I went on Tumblr for this. It is a you yes, fan fiction. Yes, we've made sacrifices. <laughs> um, this is titled "I Saw You." The it was written by Nell, who is whose username is the Live Ship Paragon. I don't know. Um, and the summary for this is entering Mooney's. All you went for was the books and the ambiance, but when Joe sees you, his motives are a little bit different. Chapter warnings. Some derogatory sexist comments. (laughs) Great. (laughs) Honestly, (laughs) thank you for the warning. Right. Fair enough. I I mean, it's Joe, so, like, 
I appreciate yeah. it. Thank you. Yeah. All right. So I'm going to read you a little bit from chapter one. Oh, okay. There's a brief moment where you hover over Thomas Harris, Red Dragon. You like, you like your thrillers, huh? Maybe you fantasize about a sense of danger. Maybe that's what gets you off. I make a mental note because you're probably the type of girl who likes the brooding and mysterious man, possibly a silent-ish protector. Then you pluck a Robin Hobb book out, a fanaticist. You like your fantastical worlds and mythical creatures. Who hurts you so much that you have to escape into high fantasy books? I would make them pay. You deserve to be happy. Then again, you could just be whimsical. After all, what girl in this day and age just takes a photo for her own personal viewing? Your voice is not what I expected. Oh, I just missed a whole part. Excuse me, you turned to me. Big eyes. Such big, innocent eyes. Do you have the mad ship? Maybe I'm going mad myself, but I can't see it. Your voice is not what I expected. I expected something lilted, something light, something like a fairy or an elf. It's so husky, so seductive, and it doesn't suit your face, but there's the smallest part of me that thinks there's this side to you where your expression changes and you'd become the worst kind of temptress, that maybe you're absolutely wild and that fucking voice would drive a man to the brink. End scene. Wow. Yeah. It's, um, there's a lot of talk about tiny fingers later on that I, uh, refuse Mm. to read personally yeah joe loves talking about that he loves a a good tiny finger for his dark needs you know yeah well uh as we say on sesame street (laughs) (laughs) just let me live with count okay no that's true that's your truth and that's fine it's my truth all right yeah get whipped with count you know what i mean that's how i feel (laughs) jesus (laughs) (laughs) We're going to get arrested. Maybe. <laughs> it's worth it, though. This is an Earbud Media production. You can find us on Twitter at Earbud Media and listen to the rest of our shows. You can find this show on Twitter at Into the Twilight, as well as Into the Twilight.show. You can send us an email at Into the Twilight Show at gmail.com. You can also become a sponsor of the show or buy some merch at Into the Twilight.bigcartel.com. Our art is done by Maddie Padilla, who you can find at Your Ghost Toast 44 on Instagram, and our music is done by Eli Krauss, you can find at Eli Sauerkraus and Krausfilms.com. The intro and outro is by KB Smith, who you can find at kb underscore underscore smith on twitter you can find ali on twitter at into wild places and you can find me at dyke discourse you've been listening to earbud media production earbud media audio for everyone